we're kicking down this motherfucking door, and we're doing this. Let's get into it. If there's anything that could be haunted, for sure that fucking chair's haunted. Then again, the internet always wins. The internet always wins. Searching around about uh, this dock I found. Let's be frank, there's piss on the floor. Good snowy day, gentlemen. How are mm. you? Good. I'm feeling descentful. Descentful? Yeah. Uh, not a word, but I'm snow. Okay. Chinese sent all that snow. Yeah, China probably did send the snow. Sons of probably. bitches. Um, yeah, this week we watched Ai Weiwei, Never Sorry. It was great. I would like to start. It was great. I would like to start by saying that this should be called Ai Weiwei, Sorry, Once or Twice. Right, yes. I, there was I a part in this documentary, and it just totally shattered the whole concept of this for me, because I thought he was going to be balls to the wall, like vehemently never sorry. Yeah. Like, why, why would you call it never sorry if right. on film he's apologizing a couple of times? Yeah. I don't know. I get it, but like, yeah, that was... So- uh, a shocking moment in the movie. Like one of his art exhibits was called So Sorry. Um, did he ever have an art exhibit called Never Sorry? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, actually. I am um, not sure. There's a pretty good chance. I mean, he has done thousands of pieces. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I know he did one at uh, the Art Gallery of Ontario called According to What? Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he had. No, I don't think so. Because when I search Ai Weiwei, never sorry. It's just, just a doc. Uh, just the doc. Just the doc. Hmm. Yeah. So, and, well, let's touch on, on that first then. So, this guy is a fucking badass. Um, oh, hell yeah. I don't think I would like to stand up to the Chinese government like he does. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. He's in a super unique position. And I know they talk about this, but like tons of people stand up to the Chinese government like every day, thousands of people. They just go missing because you you don't hear about it on the news. They're not right. famous. Mm-hmm. Like Mitch always told me about this documentary and he's absolutely fucking right that, of course, he openly says, if I ever go missing, everyone, it's the fucking Chinese government. I didn't go off of a cliff in a car like, if I did, they cut the brakes. Like, if I ever go anywhere and you don't know where I am, they've done something. For sure. So, like, that's that's a huge shield, and it's super valuable that nobody else gets. And, like, he's a, kind of, a little bit of a superhero, like, not to poeticize his life and works, but he has the position to do that, and he absolutely does that full bore. Yeah. So This is a case of, like, one person that can really change like the outcome of history because if the Chinese government came in and just pop up shot him or got rid of him there's a shit ton of people that would just be like something would flick where they're like I have nothing to live for now so we're just going balls to the wall yeah I think it would change and it's crazy that an individual has that power like you said and the government was like well we can't just go in and shoot this guy 
So it's easier to kind of just let him go run around and do his thing. I, I have a, not a, a bone to pick up. So since 2015, he hasn't lived in China. Do you think well, that... Probably for good reason. But, but do you think that kind of undermines what uh, he tries to do? Like, obviously, I, he lived in the States for a while when he was younger, uh, going to school there. Um, but since 2015, he's lived in Berlin, Cambridge, and now... Uh, since last year, Portugal. Mm-hmm. I don't. I guess it would just depend on what he's doing right now. Yeah. That if he's still working and he's still technically being an activist, like he has gone back to the Chinese internet because it's technically two different systems. Like our internet and their internet are not the same thing. Right. Yeah. They, they can connect uh, and like there's there's transit between them, but they're not the same thing. So if he still does work in the Chinese internet, 100%, he could still mm-hmm. be here viable work and yeah and i don't know when the chinese government started going after i mean i guess they always kind of have but like high profile like business people like billionaires and shit that are just like that say the weirdest mundane of like i don't really like the red in our flag and then he goes missing for six months and then he comes Mm -hmm. back and he's like that red's my favorite color I guess it so just maybe that started ramping up and I Weiwei saw that coming and was just like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Well, I guess it just surprised me, like as uh vocal as he was, then like most Chinese people don't have the means to leave China. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um and he's this big activist for like the the regular person, and then he's like, Oh fuck it, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, guys. You still got Hong Kong. Oh wait, yeah. not anymore. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Maybe it was in an effort to preserve the position that he was in because he knows he's influential and he For knows sure. he has a big following. And uh, if he's yeah. dead, he technically like he could become a martyr. But oh, 100%. a martyr in like a hailstorm, like a complete whiteout blizzard of Chinese propaganda. Like he really does need to exist to be a, a beacon. For sure, I would say. Like on yeah. one hand, yeah. And- but if he did die, I mean, that's like martyrdom is one of the most powerful forms of cementing an ideology well he should go for it then the craziest thing to me, the craziest <laughs> How much thing you to hate me, the communist party bro the craziest thing to me is that uh they tapped him to design the bird's nest for the 2008 olympics mm-hmm. um I, you know again obviously i don't know his full history but i have to assume that he was say um critic of the yeah, because those pictures of him taking the fi- like finger at Tiananmen Square. Yeah, and then the other photo, he has another famous photo of a chick lifting up her skirt and showing her wife. Her. Yeah, his wife. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, that photo. Well, like dropping the um, I think it was the Han Dynasty or Ming Dynasty vases. Yeah, that yeah. was in nine ninety three. Dude, that had to feel like the coolest fucking thing ever. But like, is that just not a weird thing? Like this guy who's extremely vocal uh, and critis- uh, criticizing the, the government there. And then mm-hmm. they have him, like, design this big bu- building for one of the bu- biggest world stages ever. Yeah. Like, well, that's kind of, I know, like, the one case, but it's obviously had to happen throughout history. Like, that Caravaggio, the painter, that, like, I've yeah. talked to Christian about. Like, this dude was insanely fucking talented. And he would get commissioned by the church or Rome to do a painting. And they're like, all right, do a painting of the Virgin Mary and baby Jesus. And he's like, all right. And he does this painting of the Virgin Mary and baby Jesus. And 
the Virgin Mary's in like lace where you can kind of see and she's kind of naked. And he used a prostitute as the model. And baby Jesus is totally naked. And you see this like little baby dick. But the technique, it like, this is like almost a fucking photograph. Like it's such a crazy painting. But the church is like, fuck man, we can't, like what the fuck are we going to do with this? We can't hang this. And he would just do shit to fuck with them because like he's just an artist. But then it's like, oh, we can't kill this guy because like he's really good at what he does. I so, think yeah. it might be the same thing that yeah. maybe not quite the same thing, but um, maybe like the church approaching Caravaggio, like he's clearly skilled and he he has a, like a, a finger on the pulse of either current art forms or current like the like social like social consciousness. So he can either affect it positively toward the church or he can progress art funded by the church, both of which is positive for the yeah. church. And that's exactly what happened is that Caravaggio progressed art kind of on behalf of the church that you can't say Caravaggio would still exist perhaps without the church. But mm. in the, the case of Ai Weiwei, I would say that the Communist Party of China approached him in some misguided effort to like indirectly, like subconsciously get him to participate with them so that he can see that they're not such bad people and that like we can work together. It doesn't have to be so adversarial. And they just, they completely missed who Ai Weiwei is and what he stands yeah. for. I, and I was it was say, a giant miss. Yeah, it was like, say, hey, you're not a Uyghur, so like, we're not going to fuck with you that much, but like, just don't look over there. Some shit's about to go down. I was going to say, it's like, it's the Chinese uh, Communist Party's like idea of reverse psychology. Like, yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Oh, and it oh, yeah. hard. I we will pay you in American dollars. Like, oh shit. Ai Weiwei is, is working with us and maybe that alienates some of his followers, right? Like, oh, like he's doing stuff for the Communist Party now? Like, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny because it does seem like some of his core followers could directly go up to him and be like, hey man, what's going on here? And he's like, ah, oh, fuck them. I'm just getting their money. He's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Like, yeah, the Communist yeah. Party would come down and say, Ai Weiwei, we'd like you to design this and that would be like they can't come right out and say it because then it, it shatters the illusion of like we would like you to sort of get on board and this yeah. is our olive branch and he was like fuck i love two million dollar olive branches sure <laughs> too easy and then he talks in the street with people and he's like no fuck that shit yeah. i made two million dollars and i made 1700 documentaries over the course of six months yeah he really does here you go right? there's two things Two things in this that I was like, that's pretty interesting and pretty funny. The cat, yeah. I can open doors. And like, if Chinese cats can do that, they are for sure going to be our overlords. Cause like, I know cats that can do that. And they're really? like, they're North, yeah, Canadian cats. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Well, like, <laughs> yeah. We're going to war, baby. And when he was talking about the earthquake and the schools, Having shabby tofu construction. Yeah. I was like, fuck, that's a great, that's a great way to put that. Yeah. So I like, feel like he's someone that we should have talked about on this doc on this podcast for he has done 21 documentaries. Yeah. 21. I was thinking, like, do you think that that's sort of um the byproduct of his attempt to continually document his life in some form to yeah. 
a record of his existence so that like the fake attacks that happened to him in uh, like Cheng, Chengu province, the Chengu police. Mm-hmm. I probably said that wrong, but um, like, he, has that, <laughs> he has that on camera and that's really valuable. Yeah, so, well, he even says that, right? Of like, yeah, the government's filming, but they don't understand the power of a video camera. So like, I got my own crew. So him saying that is just like, oh, the government could film something and say, this is the narrative. And then he has the resources in and the, like just the resources to be like, oh, no, actually, this is what happened. So and why are you doing this? And they're like, uh, fuck, of, dude, I don't, I don't know. Two of his latest ones, like Human Flow, which was co-produced by Andy Cohen, which is kind of hilarious. Um, yeah. Do you know who Andy Cohen is? Doesn't he the dude that does all like the reality TV stuff? Well, like yeah, he's uh, like a journalist, but uh, oh, I I know him. He's like a television talk show host. But yeah, um, oh, this is strange. I feel like I read this. Did he do the Bachelor? Uh, the no, Bachelorette? No, like he did like Vanderpump Rules, Below Deck, um, stuff like that. So yeah, reality show stuff. But uh, oh, really stupid reality. What I know him from is uh, a couple years ago, right, he might have done it this year with them, but uh, him and Anderson Cooper do the uh, New Year's Eve Times Square thing. And a couple, oh. a couple years ago, like they just got fucking trashed. On Dude, TV. they did it this year yeah. too. Or someone got trashed and was like ripping on the mayor of New York. Yeah. 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 So it, I don't they, know if it was him, but you can hear Anderson Cooper be like, oh, okay, okay. And then the guy's like, nah, you don't understand. The mayor has like, just goes off. Yeah. And, him yeah. and him and Anderson Cooper were like, so it might have been him. We're legit like smashed two years ago. But God anyways, damn. so that one, like co produced by Andy Cohen, it's about the global refugee crisis. And okay. then he has uh, Coronation, which is a feature length uh, uh, documentary about uh, COVID 19 in Wuhan. Whoa, that would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Go to the lab so, where she all started. So, yeah, like, there's there's some about himself. Like, he does, um, like, he there's one called So Sorry, which is, I assume, about his uh, So Sorry uh, uh, art exhibit. I thought yeah. it was about his love child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, he, like, he also does um, stuff about other things, like actual actual uh topics so mm-hmm. yeah i think it's kind of like what christian was saying of just documenting being around like he has such a large body of work that yeah. it kind of goes to the thing of like oh yeah they're not gonna just take me out because i yeah. document everything yeah well like because he's more than just an artist at this point like he's not just uh like a justin bieber like justin bieber literally stands for nothing except Dude. timbits Oh, rocking out. Yeah, that's wrong. But I weigh way like he's wrong to rock out. You <laughs> communist son of a bitch. Um, I weigh way like he, he's like he's not just an artist. It's, it's as simple as that. Like he represents a, almost a way of life, like a way of life in the form of actively, sensibly, rationally dissenting against governments or organizations or even entities or persons that yeah are justifiably dissent worthy do you guys um like his art because like most visual art is like the dumbest shit ever mm. but his shit's pretty cool he has some cool pieces for sure yeah. yeah i like the ideas behind it um 
actually liking the way the art looks and sits in a room. Not particularly. I mean, well, it's that, art I, that sits in a mansion really well. Like none of yeah. us could have one of his pieces, and it would like look like it fits. My favorite yeah. is the raincoat. It's a raincoat yeah. with a hole cut near the waist, with a condom <laughs> yeah. attached to it uh, to help describe AIDS. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, that was totally, a good one. I totally get it. Like oh, that's HIV. <laughs> the sunflower seeds. I know that it was yeah. like obvious in this one that that's a remarkable. In, like installation but yeah holy shit i wonder if maybe he got the translation wrong of a hundred million sunflower seeds because that's a fuckload hand-painted porcelain sunflower seeds nope yeah. there's a hundred million ten hundred million ten metric wow. tons jesus if i went to that exhibit and they mentioned it they've like they have three million in reserve for people stealing them i totally would have stole one yeah i think so oh. A hundred percent. So I mean, like I'm dissenting against Ai Weiwei. So yeah, I'm a dissident. I'm a Chinese agent, bro. <laughs> we need it for the laboratory. When it yeah, comes when it comes to his art, like it's not really him that does. Like I'm sure he comes up with the concepts, but he has like, yeah. But a, a lot team of people of on his uh, his level would do what he does. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah it, I guess I, you know I'm not big into the art world, so that was just kind of a yeah, a, no a shock to me. Like, oh, that's he has a like normal a workshop. thing, man. Because yeah. like his friend said, and like any art doc or whatever that I've seen, is like when they were younger, they were physically like building the shit. Because like you're a poor artist, and then when you get money and get resources, you could be like, oh, I can just hire a team. So like, hey team, go build me a fucking eighty foot long snake out of glass and they're like all right cool yeah so it they says why it yeah, says no. here for sunflower seeds um over two and a half years they were painted by 1600 uh jingazen artisans that's fucking crazy yeah. that's a long project stuff like that though is funny because it's just like oh this is a cool art exhibit and then after the exhibit runs they're like um what do we so do like, with we... 100 million porcelain yeah. <laughs> you think any of them will grow like <laughs> yeah, they'll grow descent. Now that they're just sitting in like a fucking storage room somewhere. Yeah, what a cool museum piece, though. Like in a hundred years, you'd be like, yeah. "What the fuck is ten tons of glass sunflower seeds doing here?" Yeah. These crazy these sons the of bitches. Yeah, he's a uh, kind of like a Chinese Banksy. Yeah, like I think Banksy's art is pretty fucking political. I don't think he's ever painted. Oh, in public like that, not intending it to mean something directly. The art is simply a vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of his stuff that I can think of was very political. Yeah. It struck me too that I had maybe never thought about the idea of a famous dissident. That doesn't sound like it should be something because mm -hmm. dissident is like you nix dissidents. Well, dude, like, could no you say that Einstein was a famous dissident? Because he left Germany and he wasn't like, he was like, no, nah, no, nah, they're cool. And he yeah, was mega famous. So I feel like there were speeches where he was like, hey, Hitler's not the coolest guy ever. Mm. Yeah, but, I suppose. So he's done so much. Like, again, his, his range, again, we've talked about the visual arts. We've talked about the documentaries. Um, He's done music. He's written books. Um, Jesus. So I'm, I'm here reading. So in architecture, we talked about that. Um, 
But uh, yeah, he's written one, two, three, three books. Uh, he's done Whoa. two songs. He went uh, live with a cover of Gang- Gangnam Style. Uh, <laughs> and it was quickly blocked by the national authorities. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? Is it fun? Or it I was don't know. A- Being in the Chinese censorship, like that wing, it seems like a hell of a good time. Because they censored the no. dumbest shit. Yeah. It was a four-minute parody video on YouTube. Oh, and then, that's where he went wrong. It was too long. Yeah, his first uh, single was called Dumbass. <laughs> Ooh, they yeah. were probably not into that. <clears throat> um, yeah, it was a reconstruction of his experience in prison during his 81-day detention. Damn. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Like, speaking of that, I was just thinking when you were saying that, like, the censorship department it would be a really fucked up place to work mm-hmm. it reminds me a lot of um 1984 because the main character works in the censorship department and he like blacks things out burns them in an incinerator shreds them yeah. retypes out newspaper articles to maintain the facade of history that big brother produces for yeah. the uh the country but then being in prison you go in with a particular attitude you're disappeared for 81 days and then you come back out and now you're saying sorry that's like and this is gonna hit hard i hope that's like a clockwork orange right that's precisely a clock well that's orange. what they're perfecting man and if that's terrifying right like multiple yeah. analogies can be made to um like dystopian authoritarian totalitarian state literature done yeah. 70 years ago and mm-hmm. it absolutely can be found in modern day, like uh, governments. Oh fuck yeah! I heard a cool, I heard a cool quote today. I mean, not cool, but like totally. Like I stopped and was like, oh yeah, um, the good guys in history weren't the ones burning books. <laughs> you're like, oh fuck yeah! Like no, you're not like no 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 man. The Nazis, they they it's all right. They're like, oh yeah. yeah. It's a pretty tight relationship. Yeah, like, you're not going to be like, oh, man, the Chinese, they were actually pretty cool. Like, no, they were fucking burning everything. Yeah. Usually the good guys write the books. And actually, that brings me to another note that I made. And then the bad guys Um, are like, we got to kill the good guys before they get the book out. you're like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm actually in the middle of reading uh, Spinoza, the Dutch philosopher, Dutch-Portuguese philosopher, who was also a Jew, but he was excommunicated from the Jewish community and church under um, the act of a harem or a harem. Nice. And that's like a blasphemy, like a monstrously blasphemous act that is irreparable and unforgivable. And I think it's like his book essentially is tearing down the idea of the Judeo-Christian religion. Dude, he's and just he- trying to justify having all his bitches. <laughs> I think he was kind of a loner, but yeah, it's it's strange. I thought you said he had a harem. <laughs> no, he was like hit with a harem. Oh, uh, I thought you meant like the church was pissed that he had bitches rolling with him, like old That's school popes. And they're like, "Hey, Pope, calm down. You can't have an army, and you can't go into a town and fuck all the women. So you're not allowed <laughs> to fuck anyone except the little boys." Well, yeah, and, and then Caravaggio like, comes up. They took that. And he deal. gets in trouble. Yeah, and he's like, this guy over here, his boyfriend's eight. Come on. (laughs) I'll paint that. So, yeah, 
Stay right there, kid. <laughs> Can you imagine him like posing and like critiquing the fucking actors that did yeah. anything? Oh my god. That's oh. fucking weird. They yeah, would be I, dead for sure. Like there's I don't want to think of Caravaggio like that. Well, no, he did date he did paint like dead bodies. Because there's a famous story of like okay. a guy holding up a body part, like an arm, and the guy's like, This stinks. And Caravaggio takes out his sword and was like, Do you want to be the fucking cadaver? <laughs> so you're gonna sit there and hold the body. And the guy's like, Yeah, you know what? I'll hold it. That's not so bad. Yeah. Fucked. But yeah, China, man. It's a wild place. Yeah, not an easy place to it's live. It's also not how time. they still have such a strong hold and control on their people with the internet. Like they saw the internet yeah. coming and we're just like, we're going to be four steps ahead of this and have our totally own thing. And any step that's made by people will know. Like, what an amazing vehicle Twitter is though. How crazy yeah. is that? Like I used to think Twitter was kind of fucking stupid, but... Same. Not but so they want like the shit in the Middle East and you're like, oh yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like the Arab Spring and then Ai Weiwei's account. Holy shit. Are we following Ai Weiwei or... Uh, I am now, yes, as of uh, yesterday. I followed on Instagram for a while. Actually, dude, randomly, like, before the pandemic, we were in Oshawa at Haley's parents' house, and I was on Instagram, and a video popped up, and Ai Weiwei was doing some show in Toronto. What? So it was like, he's less than 20 kilometers away from you right now. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what is going on? Holy shit. So, yeah, it was some, like, gala or it's some art thing, I guess. I don't know. You said like before COVID started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been following for a while, like when I first saw oh, this documentary, because I was like, oh, his art's cool. And him like dropping the vase and his whole thing against the Chinese government. I so was like, this guy's pretty cool. I was looking at it like we were talking about like when he started uh, and everything like that. So really, he, uh, let me find it again. So it lists his, uh, his visual art. Um, so dropping the, the, Voss was 1995. Oh, five. Sorry, I said three. Oh, it's a, and but then he doesn't have an really another prominent thing until 2008. So well, that was that was a big move. So yeah. he probably maybe just chill out for a yeah. little bit. He is dropping a Han Dynasty urn in 95, and then map of China, um, table with two legs on the wall, straight, and yeah, those are all 2008 straight. Is 2008 to 2012. Dude, how old do you think the Han Dynasty is? 300 years. It was the second imperial dynasty of China from 202 BC to 220 AD. Jesus. That's like insanely fucking old. There's probably yeah. like, I wonder how many of those there are in the world, but over 2000 years. one less of them because of him being like, Fuck you. Yeah. Well, like that's, he makes an interesting point though, especially when he's on that panel and the interviewer asks like, is this special to you? Is this a special piece? No. Like, do you consider this art? No. Oh yeah. The well, Coke. What the fuck? Yeah. Like he painted, he painted Coke across these vases and it's, it's destruction. I had a hard time thinking about this one, but then it hit me that like, I think his point is that this shit happens all the time, every day, in earthquakes, yeah. in raids, any given scenario, you could break a Han Dynasty vase and not know it. And that's the invisibility of the loss of culture. 
Yeah. And China at one point actively, openly destroyed their culture. So who like why would you fucking care if I painted a Coke logo on one when the Chinese government themselves destroyed thousands? Yeah, no like, one saw Chairman Mao as like the world's greatest visual artist when he's exactly. like blowing apart their fucking rich, rich history. Yeah. Well no one saw him as some kind of asshole who's ruining cultures. Like yeah. they, he was a hero for yeah. ruining cultures. But Ai Weiwei is an awesome oh, ruining culture. I think his point is that this shit happens all the time, right under your nose. Yeah. And you just accept it because you are not in a state of questioning things and mm. a little bit of skepticism and active dissent. I mean, like, we see active dissent now, but it's fucking senseless, like with masks, anti vaxxing, and anti lockdown. Like, that's retarded. Like, you can dissent. I encourage people to dissent, but not about that shit that's wildly inappropriate and it kind of misses the point like i like sit-ins on wall street and shit for sure because it gets people talking about something that matters but to not to not wear a mask like that's not the right kind of dissent like things like protestantism like that's technically a form of dissent that's a huge form of dissent because the catholic church was basically stealing from people and selling a false faith and martin luther shut that shit down and he allowed people the chance to have faith personally like their own faith they can directly talk to god they know what the bible says now because he translated it i think into german so they know like there wasn't that many literate people but it was it was a serious speak german more than they spoke latin and read latin that was a serious form of dissent because that's not just against one country's government like that was against a country's or like an empire's religious faith like that yeah. was enormous and like there's it's a slippery slope because like martin luther said what he said and then there was a town or two over that took what he said and ramped it to like the 10th fucking degree and we're just like yeah fuck the church and then the church like went to war with that fucking town and even martin luther was like all right guys like i said <laughs> we could do this but like you're going real crazy like this is fucking yeah. nuts. So the Chinese government was like, yeah, like, yeah, there's one Ai Weiwei, but behind him, there's going to be more. So like, holy fuck, we got to, we got to handle this. How big do you think the file is on him? Like, it's like a hard drive. Like, just I wouldn't be surprised if he had his own eight. wing in the government. Yeah, there's like, like 20 so- agents that just know, like, oh, he just took a piss. Yeah, like yeah. the eye department. It was called yeah. the eye wing wing. Uh, the eye wing. <laughs> they only use Huawei's. <laughs> That's yeah. excellent. What a smart move by the Chinese government, though, right? To fund and produce their own cell phone that's like widely marketed across the world. That's amazing. Well, so, yeah. Speaking of business, man, like if you start the smallest fucking business in China, there's going to be an agent that comes in and is like, all right, so we own 51% of this now. Well, speaking, yeah. speaking of cell phones in China, the U.S. government is not allowing any of their Olympians to take phones with them. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're saying it's just when, it's not secure. When Americans are like, when even if like we were to do a movie in China, when you land in China, the government takes your phone and gives you a government phone that just has Chinese internet, just has Chinese chat, so anything. Like, you don't even have your fucking phone. Like, they're not like, oh, here's another phone. We would wow. prefer you use this one. Yeah. Like, whoa. Well, and it's like, uh, so 
everything that China's doing with like Alibaba and stuff now, like they're like, like Alibaba. I was talking to a friend about it the other day. Like they're coming up with That's like a restaurant, right? Is that a restaurant? No, uh, it's like no, it's like a uh, an online retailer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, like uh, I forget what they're doing. Like, it's just a huge like tech company. In, okay. Uh, oh, okay. In uh, China, and uh, they, they. I thought were, it was like. Kijiji or eBay? No. Um, yeah, it's a Chinese multinational technology company. Oh, specializing in e-commerce, retail, internet, and technology. So okay. Because I see it, like I see a lot of knives for sale there. Yeah. That you can't get anywhere else. So they do. They do have like a retail um, yeah. side to it, but they're they're coming up with like a. Oh shit! I want to say it was like a. A cybersecurity uh, um, company, and uh, mm-hmm. basically China said, "Oh no, you're working for us now," and mm-hmm. made them sell their contract and like contract them, and like just did it on the cheap, and they're forced to to do yeah. all the stuff that uh, really hurts the company, not uh, not helps them. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's endless stories of them, like Chinese, the government coming in and buying 51 percent of a company. Yeah. And then just kicking everyone out and then not really doing what they said or just using the technology for government benefits. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's the uh, the company found by Jack Ma who went uh, missing for a little bit uh, yeah. a little while ago. He may or may not have been. You know that you're not a very important person in China if you've never gone missing before. Yeah, you think they talk shit to each other? Like, bro, I will. You only did eighty-one days. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bitch, I was in there for two years. They took my fingers. And you're like, oh wow, okay. That's like the Chinese tennis player. She came out and said that. Uh, yeah, she's she sexu- still out because that sexually- statement was like a really weird statement. Like, is there actual footage of her? Yeah, but there was a oh, Chinese okay. government official there with her. Oh, in her apartment, and she. Oh. Yeah, she accused Ooh. someone with. Chinese tennis of sexual assault, uh, and then yeah. just went missing for a while, um, and then that happens. Yeah, I'm with the, the the tennis association was like, uh, we need to hear from her, make sure she's okay, or <laughs> China is banned from every event. And then she, yeah, she showed up in her apartment making a statement, but there was government officials with her. Dude, they uh, do. You got to give them to them though. They got a set of nuts. Because, like, when yeah. the UN, and there's, like, a report of how many, like, the countries that have capital punishment and how many people were killed. And, like, they'll get numbers from the U.S. They'll get numbers from, like, all over. And they ask China, and China's like, we don't know. And they're yeah. like, what do you mean you don't know? And they're just like, <laughs> well, we're not going to fucking tell you. And so, I mean, like, that means that number is so goddamn yeah. high. So, not, not that Canada or U.S. or anything is... Anywhere even remotely close to the shit China does, um, but I think it was well, the U.S. Maybe, but yeah, yeah. I, but I think it was just recently a Canadian government official had to come out and admit that uh, they have been spying on five million uh, Canadian citizens because it somehow uh, came to light, and they're yeah. like tapping phones uh, like illegally and um, yeah, dude, my phone's definitely probably tapped. Well, from the Chinese government, you have a Huawei. Yeah. 
<laughs> I want to get that call. I'm like Xi Jinping is just like Mitch. Listen, you are going to get that call after this episode. I'm so stoked, <laughs> buddy. If I see, like, I don't even know a Chinese area code. They could at least do it. Like six six six, like movies, right? Five five five. Just the Communist Party's area code six six six. You clever I, sons man. of bitches. I hope uh, I hope you don't have any uh, compromising video or pictures on that phone because they're going to be posted on the internet tomorrow. Yeah, probably. Or it'll be like the Simpsons episode where I'm like, holy shit, Haley, look at I'm famous in China. <laughs> use my face to sell milk. <laughs> now just like him. <laughs> yeah. He's the whitest white. The <laughs> whitest white. <laughs> That's super gross. <laughs> so, yeah. Man, man. Yeah. This documentary was done well. I would say like the story was pretty straight through. I mean, you really, it's like about the cat thing that you mentioned at first, Mitch, that set a really strange tone um, to the rest of the documentary that Ai Weiwei is sitting in his backyard, just contemplating the behavior of his cat and the Chinese government. And like, that's, it's super calm and serene. There's a, a boat on a still lake and there's a vast forest with nothing happening. Nothing is going on. And then outside of the walls, it's just this crazy pandemonium of the Chinese government actively trying to stop him from doing that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's unfucking believable the difference between the two entities, like the Ai Weiwei and then the Chinese government, like they are so yeah. fucking different, but they both have the same goal is to get people to think one particular thing. Mm-hmm. And it's strange. Like they're the same thing, but they work so differently yeah. that it's just, it's shocking. And it adds like mysticism to the documentary. And you really, you tend to believe Ai Weiwei more, not that you'd have any reason not to with just a simple Google search, but yeah, it really does add to his like, uh, like mystique and um, presence. So yeah. it's cool. It's what makes, a thing. What makes that even cooler? This was Alison Clayman's first documentary. Like this was her her first feature documentary. You think and she that, can go to China? And it, it for was, sure, it was done really well. Oh. So we yeah, did, as far as I know, she went to China to just study and learn the language, and then she decided to stay and start working. And she was shooting a gallery that Ai Weiwei was at, and that's how it they just met? that's how this snowballed. Yeah, fuck, that's cool. And that's it was cool it was also we talked about Andy Cohen before. It was produced by Andy Cohen as well. That's, yeah, that's where I heard the name from. Yeah. I don't know, guys everywhere. Um, but and that seems like a super cool place to go to, man. I'm just like how old it is. And like there's certain like the towns that are just tucked into a mountain with like a river. And you're like, holy fuck. She this yeah. is fucking so cool looking. Allison Clayman's done, uh, you know, quite a few cool stuff. Uh, she has a documentary called 11816, which is basically about uh, the um, election day that Donald Trump got elected president. She had the wherewithal to think, wow, you know, this is going to be a huge election. Um, I I should probably document this. And then she did one called Take Your Pills uh, about uh, Adderall and other stimulants. And Mm. then 
Uh, she did one called The Brink. I was reading about this one the other day about Steve. I feel like I've heard of that. Uh, Steve Bannon. Oh. It's, uh, he was Trump's. That's the dude that went to jail, right? Yeah. And then uh, I, I've seen the uh, trailers for this and everything. Uh, Jagged, the one about Alanis Morissette. Oh. Yeah. That seems like that's what that's a musical too. Jagged? Yeah, it totally f- uh, like failed, I think, but uh, it, it <laughs> has, is it about Alanis has, Morissette? Yeah. Yeah, but it's like yeah, the musical is about Alanis Morissette, but it's also like super woke. Like she has a gay black friend uh, or something, and they're just like jamming all of this shit into it. Oh this is an actual documentary though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. So what this I'm one's, this one's not the musical. No, well, that's good. Okay. That's good. You think Dave <laughs> Coulier... Dude, they better have fucking Dave Coulier in that goddamn documentary. Um, he fucking better be in it. Was that her manager? No, that was why she made the album. Because Dave Coulier was like, peace, you crazy Canadian lady. And then she just wrote an angry album. Um, oh, I thought... Yeah, okay. It made a lot of money. So, it's funny. Before we started recording... Uh, Mitch and I were talking about the new uh, Foo Fighters kind of ho- horror comedy movie. Um, what? Yeah. yeah Studio 666. And both Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawkins are in Jagged. They oh, must, neat. They must talk to him. Is that another dude in Foo Fighters? Yeah, he's the drummer. No, that's Dave Grohl. Not in Foo Fighters. Oh. He was drummer for Nirvana. What happened to them? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. Um, uh, I guess it, the Dave Grohl stuff is just archive footage. Taylor Hawkins must be interviewed because it doesn't say archive footage. Ooh, yeah. Mm. cool. Yeah, well, there you go. That'll be. I mean, I'd watch it, but it's. I don't know. It'll just be about like, oh, she grew up in Ottawa and then became famous. But I think like it's it's basically about her her album Jagged Little Pill. So it's not oh, okay. so much about Alanis Morissette as a whole, but it just follows. Yeah, I think uh, when the album came out, it was actually pretty big. Yeah, as it much was, as I'm like shitting on it. It was uh, groundbreaking at the time, I think. I remember my sister got yeah. it for Christmas and the part where Alanis Morissette swears and I was like, oh! I made I made a noise. And now <laughs> swearing on music. And now we fucking swear more than anything. Yeah. And my dad looked at me like, my son's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I've created a pussy. God damn it. That's how we look at you all the time. Yeah, I know, man. My dad still looks at me that way. He just shakes his head. God damn it. You have to dismiss, Mitch. Yeah. You fucked up ever since Alanis, son. Like, oh, sorry, dad. He just walks by and mentions the word Alanis. (laughs) Jagged. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, for such a short, like, I mean... this came out in 2012, her first documentary. Like she's yeah. had some pretty, pretty cool. Oh, she also did a, a short called Flower Punk, but um, she's uh-huh. done some cool stuff in a short. Uh, Is that about punk time. rock hippies? I don't know. Oh, okay. Oh, no, it's about a Japanese artist. Wow, she really likes to go overseas. Do you think she married a Japanese guy? I have no or idea. A Chinese guy? It's kind of a bold statement. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, but yeah. Start out with a bang and uh, and has uh, ended with a boom. But and, well, you she's know, still going. I guess and she's that's still going. 
that's the sad thing about documentary filmmakers, right? Like, like we kind of know the big ones, like Michael Moore, um, you know. Um, it really bothers me that we keep saying his name. Yeah. Uh, Alex Gibney. I mean, like, he's like a prolific. Warner uh, Herzog. Warner Herzog. But, like, you know, she's done some some good stuff. She's uh, yeah. been nominated for the Directors Guild of America uh, Award for Outstanding Directorial Achievement in Documentary. Like, but before oh, yeah. before this, I had never heard of her. Cool. Yeah. No, yeah. same. Cool. So. Neither have I. But now we know. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, now, it's know. an interesting point. Like this is completely um, reverting back to earlier, but um, descent is it, it reminds me of um, looking for Lenny when because like Lenny Bruce, I would say would be like a common American dissenter yeah. in the form of like free speech, like a free speech activist. Yeah, for sure. Not, like not only is free speech like tightly linked with dissent because most of the time people don't dissent actually well, i guess i way is a good example most of the time people don't dissent with out words they dissent with words they write something they say something they shout something mm-hmm. but yeah i guess i way did it with vases and the middle finger and photographs and documentaries and um blogging then later but um like the the ability to critique any kind of system that you're within or without the ability to actively critique it and not be silenced. It has like a noticeable feedback, corrective uh, impact. Like you, you get to talk about what's going on that's wrong or could be better. Like, do you think in that sense, so like it, it just naturally begets a better, cleaner, more efficient system because you get to talk about its faults. But if you can't talk about its faults, which is potentially the definition of dissension, then you might stagnate and be a little bit misguided. So that being said, that's super important and cool. And I think the Chinese government misses that, but maybe they don't. Do you think that there's active political scrutinizers employed by the Chinese government to make sure that they do the best totalitarianism they can achieve. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's a quality sure quality is. control department. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent like, there is, which like would be crazy to work in because like those people would know if they get like too far out, they're going to be taken the fuck out. And they're like, I was just doing my job. Yeah, like, like that's I'm just exactly creating it. a playbook, and they're like, "No, this play, like these plays could actually really work." So we gotta fuck this dude up. But yeah, I, I like, yeah that's that. super valuable stuff. Because they know, dude. It's not like the Chinese government was like, "No, we're just gonna go straight forward, fucking head down with the communist shit, and it's gonna work out." Like literally every other communist nation, except for like them and maybe Cuba, is fucking totally done. So they got like we got to modify this a little bit. Yeah, like they they condemn dissension, but they necessarily have to have some of it because yeah. if you're going the wrong direction, like you said, you have to be able to like correct your course. Otherwise, yeah. you're fucked. I think they're kind of fucked anyways, but maybe maybe they're not fucked just long enough to to succeed in their own time frame, like time frame, because like the generation that will inherit China now is mm-hmm. not going to be the same one that runs China now. They're obviously two different groups of people, but 
Yeah. That's an interesting point because I wonder if like the Soviets had that at some point where they were... I doubt it, right? Like at yeah. some point, probably. But when you mentioned well, Stalin, before, did, he just killed everybody, and then was exactly. like, "Exactly, no like, one can <laughs> fucking rise up if everyone's dead." <laughs> yeah, like he accepted critiquing or scrutiny, but then mm. he shot you in the head anyways. Like he took yeah. your idea and then he killed you because you're a liability. So, like the Chinese government would see that and be like, "All right, we can do that, but not that open." So, like we'll shoot every tenth person in the head, <laughs> not every one of them. <laughs> Yeah, like it's such a slippery slope. Do you think there's oh, ever a point where China like reverts? Like, you know, is this a generational thing where you know eventually people are like, "Whoa, like this is fucked up." Mm-hmm. Like when this um, mm. ruler dies, like does someone else like step up and do the exact same thing, or do they have like a Arab Spring type of thing? Like Whoa. where they're like, "Well, oh, fuck, like this isn't how we." We should operate and like it, it overflows or boils over. Yeah. I don't know. It would be, that would be fucking crazy to just see on like Instagram whether it's just an all out brutal civil war in China. You're like, holy fuck. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, everything is really controlled there, obviously. But you think like the generation growing up now, like, has to like look at the rest of the world and be like, why the fuck are we the way we are? Mm-hmm. Or maybe but that it's the- like the internet's controlled, and like dude, yeah. they don't know about Tiananmen Square, right? Which is fucking crazy. That'd be like German kids being like, "So nothing happened in the forties. Like mm-hmm. we were cool. <laughs> it was all good." Flipping and like, why do foreigners look at us all book, weird? Yeah. Like, no, no, don't worry about it. Flipping through their history book and like ends at like nineteen thirty-five and. Yeah. Starts it's again like, the, like 1955. The family Guy joke when they go to Germany and they're like looking and it's blank. And Stewie's like, What's going on? He's like, We were on vacation <laughs> like for four <laughs> years. He's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just took a four year vacation. It was so nice. So, yeah, that on its own is crazy because you're like, Whoa, they're obviously not going to be like, Oh, yeah, hey, kids, by the way, if you get a little too crazy, we'll fucking put a b- bullets in your head. So, like, nothing happened. And then there might be, like, I don't know. It'd be weird, man, because there's, like, Chinese teenagers that would be seen as, like, the conspiracy theorists that were like, dude, I saw this thing about, like, Tiananmen Square in, like, the 80s, and the government did this and this. And they're like, dude, shut the fuck up. That didn't happen. So, that that puts a whole new spin on that. I was forced to watch uh, the Kong versus Godzilla this past weekend. Oh, it sounds like you had a weekend. No, I'm still a little bit angry. But <laughs> that movie put forward the idea that some of the main characters, uh, supporting characters, I guess, um, were a part of a serious like anti-government, anti-corporation conspiracy theory network. And it was all about how you can't trust Big Pharma. Like, Big Tech is always out to get you. They're planning You can trust something. Big Abe? Big Abe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like n- nature will run its course. You can't intervene with technology or human ideas. You have to take your hands off the wheel and let nature do what it wants to do. Like that's some fucking dumb, dangerous thinking. Wait, that's but what that movie, movie that's what that movie's about? Yeah. That's fucking Well, yeah. I mean it's also a slugfest between 
two 300 foot oh. giant monsters who okay, can like, that's where the heavy plot comes in then okay i was wondering yeah so like the plot is supporting genuine conspiracy theories and the subplot like the structure the visuals that's tight it's like kong putting up his dukes like fucking um 20 style or tw- 20 uh, era yeah, boxing yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was yeah. gonna say joe dimaggio but no wrong sport <laughs> dude you think like the studio when they watched the first people watch that movie and then those people the audience members were like, I want a GMO tomato. And the studio was like, fuck yeah, we did it. <laughs> we sold them. Yeah. We sold them. Yeah. It, yeah, it was fucking, it was kind of disturbing. And I was not impressed. I was a little bit worried because that was a super popular movie. Yeah, but watching and, movies like that are fun when you're just like, wait, you run through me. I like run through my head all the people that said it was a good movie. And you're like, well, that guy's an idiot. That person's a fucking idiot. <laughs> all of this makes sense now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a really worrisome thing because like this movie is advertised to people as like uh, a must see, like go watch it. It's super fun for the whole family, and then your kids are like, "I'm gonna go home and search conspiracy theories," and then they fall down the rabbit hole. And even mm-hmm. if they see the exit sign deep, deep down in there, they choose to look away because it's fun to be in a conspiracy theory. It's it's obviously great fun to go down the rabbit hole, but. Don't be a fucking idiot about it. Like, if yeah. you're going to go down, don't already be dumb. I have the same idea about cocaine. Like, you can't do coke and become a genius. If you do coke and you're dumb, it just makes you dumber. It's not fun to be around dumb people who do cocaine. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like the movies, and I was <sighs> so let down. What, the coke people? Yeah, like everyone who does coke on TV is like, they go crazy and they got all these ideas and they're going to do shit, but like, Everyone that I know that's ever done cocaine has kind of been fucking stupid already. Man, that's funny. You're in the room when everyone's on coke and you're the one coming up with the small business ideas. You're like, guys, you're really failing <laughs> me here. You're supposed to yeah, be the like, one coming with the I need supporters yeah. for my idea. Yeah. Oh, it's like, that's, that won't work. You need at least $60,000 capital. Like, why are you the reasonable one in this situation? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, it's, that's it's funny. a hell of a drug. But co- yeah, conspiracy theory, same thing. Oh, but no. How long, how many hours could you guys talk to a 10-year-old? And, like, the, the parents' 10-year-olds could be there for not, not to be weird. For that 10-year-old to break down Alex Jones or a conspiracy theory, I would... Wait, what was, Like, how long would I stay in the room? Yeah, yeah, like, how long could you hear this kid go on about Alex <laughs> Jones? And he's 10, and he's, like, super oh into it. I'd be like, this kid is definitely going to grow up to be... A crazy adult but right now this is entertaining no like not even five minutes i'd be like get your fucking shoes on we're gonna go ride a bike or something let's go tumble down a hill no man alex said gravity's not real I'm like oh shit this kid's <laughs> let's test that I, 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 jokingly i think it would be fun but then i would just be like oh man this is fucked up yeah, well, it's like talking to people who are like deep down into chemtrails and flat earth. You're like, yeah, oh my like, god, this is going to be a lie. Adults are like, fuck adults. They have like the dumbest shit. Yeah, oh, Kids true. where yeah. it was just like, they still maybe believe in Santa and also the government <laughs> might have done 9-11. And you're like, holy fuck, little dude. You got a lot going on in your head. Yeah, but like a Chinese conspiracy theorist accidentally finds themselves conspirating about the actual truth 
Yeah, that would and be that's just like it's a complete fucking reversal, and the majority of the population, like ours, doesn't believe them. Yeah, it's the opposite of here. Like we don't believe the ridiculousness for one reason or another, and they yeah. don't get believed for one reason only, Fuck. like propaganda. But it's yeah, it's a it's a scary thing to think about. Like how do you how do you show someone what is true and what is false? Especially if you're not an expert. And if you're an expert, how do you prove you're an expert if this person's already kind of too dumb to like put down their ego and really take a humble look at what they know and don't know? Well, especially now, because like there's fucking color yeah. experts that are like, this is the color green. And everyone's like, no, it isn't. And they're like, not oh, today. Well, I've only spent the last 40 years of my life, but yeah. That's I just like, you guys know. have you watched the movie Don't Look Up on Netflix? No, the trailer no. pissed me off. Yeah, so basically... Oh, wait. Yeah, what is this about? So basically it's about uh, like Trump-era politics or, or the way things are now, but it's like a satirical thing. Like, So Leo DiCaprio and uh, Jennifer Lawrence are um, astronomers uh, and at University of Michigan, and she finds a, a comet heading towards Earth. And so they realize, they do the math, figure out it's on a direct uh, um, collision course with Earth. So they go to the White House and the president, who's Meryl Streep, is basically like Donald Trump. Like, she just cares about her. And Jonah Hill's her son, which is her chief of staff. And so they're trying to, trying to explain that the world is going to end. And they're like, wow, well, we'll, we'll have our Ivy League scientists look into it. And then they have this campaign like cause she's up for reelection. They have this campaign just says, just don't look up. And that's like their slogan. Don't look up. Like oh we God. know it's coming, but just don't look up. It'll be fine. What a stupid, woke, fucking dumb, goddamn fucking movie. It's, fu- some it's producer funny. Was like, oh, we're going to, the slogan's going to be don't look up. And that's like society and Trump telling everyone to just look down and keep going. And like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Wait, 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 wait. So that, that is not the same thing as they live. I don't know what John, they like John live Carpenter's. Is. Oh my god! Yeah. If you have time tonight, watch it. Kind of, it. yeah. From what I've seen, Christian, I haven't seen They Live, but from what, what? I understand, yeah. How am I the only one that's seen this now? You guys have. Bro, I know it. that he says I'm gonna fuck fuck up some ass and chew bubblegum <laughs> or something, and I'm all out of bubblegum. No, that's it. That's exactly the same. Just yeah. keep saying that. Yeah. No, but like it's it's the same principle that um, like there's uh, well that there's pisses me off even more. It's not even an original idea. Yeah, first of all, that's funny though that they make the president a woman. Like that would piss a lot of people off, like feminists, because they're like we they would that would never happen. Like if women ran the country, it would be way better. Oh, not yeah, that like it Margaret. wouldn't be, but like it. It's just that's a weird way to subvert things. Yeah, yeah. It, it's too on the nose to have an old white guy. A little bit. Fuck yeah. off. If you want, like, <laughs> take the time to watch it. Like it was, it's scary funny. Like it, it's scary, scary. how well it's scary right. how true it it really oh. is. Well, yeah, because it's like based on a true story, right? No. What? I, I thought it, it was. Don't look up. I thought I, I might have watched a different trailer. Yeah, no, don't look up. Is like <laughs> no, a, I thought, okay. It's a so, comedy yeah. from like Adam McKay, the guy who, he used to yeah. race stuff with. Wasn't Seth that the Rogen, movie right? that him and what's his face got in a fight over? Who? Uh, Seth Rogen. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, they did some movie where they no longer work together. Yeah. 
They could be hmm. this one. I don't know. This week on Hollywood gossip that we don't know what the fuck um, we're talking about. Yeah. So I've picked. Uh, I've picked our next one. I'm excited oh. about it. All right. Wah, 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 wah. Recorder, the Marion Stokes Project. Who the fuck? I played the recorder in school. I, is this the chick that invented it? I'm going to have to play the recorder on the street corner later this summer. <laughs> but that's a, another story for another time. Wait, is this legit about a recorder? No, it is not about a recorder. Oh. It is about a woman who, from 1977 to till her death in 2012, literally recorded everything. Like, she popped a VHS tape in and recorded uh all the television news 24 hours a day. Whoa. So she has seven, oh, not herself. No, she has 20 yeah. 70,000 VHS tapes. Um dude, the commercials on those would be awesome. Yeah. Like 70,000 from 1977 to 2012 when she passed away. Man. Um, and like she did it like she didn't like publicize it, it just like I don't know if she has OCD or whatever, she just obsessively Captured. So I'm reading the Wikipedia page here. Eight hundred and forty thousand hours of news footage. What on VHS and Betamax? That lady's just the fucking like news agencies could come to her or like she's an outlet to be like we need archival footage. Well, so all her we gotta digitize this shit. All her video recordings were donated to the Internet Archive. Oh, beautiful. Oh my god, that's cool. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. She's literally captured everything. Like. 9-11, 9-11, um, the Iran hostage crisis, everything. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, Holy yeah. shit. Wow, that, yeah. A lot of shit happened in her life. Yeah. Wow. Just a, and just then a she bit. gets recorded. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So. She would have been a news story. Yeah. Well, she officially is. She's a feature-length film. Mm. That came out seven years after her death. Nuts. Yeah. Whoa. That's pretty cool. I've never heard of this. Yeah. No, so me neither. I had heard of it. Um, like I, I heard that there was this woman that, that did that. Uh, mm-hmm. I have not read into the story. Um, so it'll be interesting to watch. I cool. Think. What's it called uh, again? Sure. Re- Recorder, the Marion Stokes Project. Cool. So, yeah. Well, shit a goddamn. We'll be watching that next week. Cool recorder. Yeah. yeah, I'm stoked. Oh, yeah. I see, what you, cool. I see what you did there. That, that was an accident. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just inhaled the Sharpie. Oh, that was aggressive. Off topic, but nice. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So, cool. Well, that'll be good. We will say bye bye to Ai Weiwei. And, uh, it didn't rhyme as much as I thought it was going to. What about like mushy mushy? Isn't that hello and goodbye? Yeah, let's all just say mushy mushy. But is that in Japanese? It might be Japanese. I. That's all the same. Oh, <laughs> you just pissed off IYA real bad. I only oh. speak English and not even that very well. Man, so. it would have been funny if you're like, I only speak Korean. I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah, Tyler. <laughs> What? What a secret. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I am no help in the language department. Uh, Neither am I. <laughs> we'll be on our way, way. 
Oh, oh see, this see. way better. That was good. And that is the best way to end this. Thank you for listening. We will probably never be back. <laughs> okay. See you gentlemen again next week. Later, kids.